Hey everybody, it's Kenzie here. Thank you all so much for listening to our show. We are very excited to announce a little update. Our first pieces of merch! If you head over to our website, QueerPG.com, you can check out all our new stuff. We have QueerPG logo stickers and pins, and something fun for season one. We have Wildmore High Wyverns notebooks. They come in three different designs, so head over there to check it out. We are selling these through Society6, so if you go to our website, under the shop tab, you'll see the notebook. Clicking on it will redirect you so that you can purchase. Again, thank you guys so much for your support, and enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, my name is Kenzie Tartaglioni. I use she, her pronouns and I'm your master of ceremonies. Hey, I'm Brennan Hershock. I go by he, him pronouns, and I play Sawyer Hook, the mortal. I'm April Consolo. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Ivy Duncan, a vampire. Hey there, I'm Mads McDonough. I use he, him pronouns, and I play Caleb Moore, the werewolf. And welcome to Wildmore High. Content warning for this episode includes blood, drinking blood, drug use, physical violence, and sex. So we pick up immediately where we left off in a whirl of action in which Caleb has seen a shadow figure standing behind Adam and seemingly controlling him. Adam's eyes have gone this murky black that kind of moves across and everyone has jumped into action. Ivy has a comforting hand on Adam's back. Caleb has felt this anger at this being or shadow, whatever it is, and is starting to rush Adam. Sawyer was rushing Caleb. So I personally am going to um, use that hand and I'm going to grab it into his shirt and whirl him around to face me and I'm going to punch him as hard as I can in the jaw. Okay, well that's a simple lash out physically roll. I got a three. Sawyer would see this more than like Adam with his weird like glassy eyed nothingness sight and Ivy being completely focused on him. If Sawyer's rushing at me, he's going to see that first of all, Caleb is taller, but he is hunched over in a really weird way that it looks like his bones are too big for his body. It is really like, it it looks like you put him inside of a terrible, like really fucked up funhouse mirror and his hands are larger as well. His, like, his fingers are actually a little bit elongated, and they're, like, rounded off into these sharp claws. There's this, like, weird, it's not fur, but there is a dark, almost shadow that is emanating off of his skin that's cropping up in these weird patches, and if you look too closely at it, it's almost like these twisting, spiraling swirls, and for a moment you see, like, an eye staring at you that blinks and then, like, zaps away as you continue to look at the kaleidoscope 
pattern of it. He is going to snarl with it. Uh, his mouth is sort of like jutting open a little bit, getting like his jaws a little bit too big for his face. His teeth are elongated. He is going to shout, get out of my brother and he's going to bolt forward. I am going to try and tackle him to the ground. I want to get him away from the goo fountain. I don't want to knock him into the goo fountain. I would have made the decision as soon as Caleb's spine shifted and fingers elongated that I was going for a dead sprint to try and bear hug or tackle Caleb. So both of you roll lash out physically. Uh, Mine is a nine. Eight. Ivy, when you spin him him around and go to land your punch across his jaw, his hand shoots up so fast and just grabs your fist in it. And there's a smirk to the corner of his mouth and he just tosses it to the side. And behind him, you can see Caleb has started to sprint towards him. Sawyer has kind of like jumped up, tried to get around to grab Caleb. And as Caleb is charging and presses his hands forward to grab around his brother he ends up shoving adam really really hard back into the edge of the stone structure what is the heart of wildmore and so you're able to kind of like grasp onto him and shove him back to stop the full tackle from happening Adam is going to take one harm. You can hear him just, his body smack into the stone. And I'm going to say Caleb isn't going to take any harm because Sora's not trying to actually harm him. But each of you get to pick one of the three things. Fuck it, we ball. Darkest self. <laughs> Literally, I'm trying to hug Caleb. Well, as you're like hugging around his body, you feel bones and skin start to shift and change. Mads, I'd like you to describe what it's like to watch Caleb transform into a wolf. He looks like himself for a moment, and it's disfigured and distorted, and it's like that funhouse mirror-like experience. It looks so very wrong on so, in like so many different ways. And then it's like you blink, and it's almost gone. You can feel like where you're holding him, like the snap and grind of the bones and the sinew of muscle warping and twisting underneath your arms. But when you open your eyes and you look at it, it's strange because like a werewolf and a werewolf looks like a wolf right furry and hairy and smells like dirt something like that but instead it's this overwhelming scent of like cedar and sage and burning candles and bonfires and this creature that is where caleb was standing is towering nearly seven feet tall it's hunched over on top of itself its rib cage and back look like it's taking up the brunt of the size its head is kind of craned forward and where the muzzle is it's entirely made up of this like semi-translucent black wispy smoke that whenever you look anywhere on this creature's body too closely it's like these wispy poles of spiraling like sparkled golden texture that warp and twist and then there's like every once in a while you'll see like an eye almost like peer out blink and then like zap away and continue to twirl into this like twilight transfiguration that was your friend moments ago. This like wispy smoke seems to billow and 
puff off of just anywhere that the body is lingering. It's almost like it's an in-between, sort of. It has a quality to it that is very much like smoke and ash and something that you might see just out of the corner of your eye lurking in the woods, and then whenever you look back, it's gone. But its teeth are this smoky texture, its teeth are bared and snarling, and whenever it snaps its jaw open, that smoke tendrils and curls out. It's just this terrible keening noise that emits from where a human mouth was just a little bit ago. And Adam has slumped onto the floor against the heart of Wildmore and just lets out a small chuckle. Sawyer opens his eyes for that brief second to see the transformation and shuts them and squeezes his eyelids really tightly and doubles down and pushes his head into your torso or your leg and just will scream, Caleb, no! Ivy has also watched this transformation, but with eyes completely open. She watches every bone break and reform. She looks between Caleb and Adam, who she just attempted to hit, and sees Sawyer struggling, and she like whips around to face Caleb and gets in a protective stance in front of Adam and snarls at Caleb in a voice that seems too deep for her own. You, you see out of the corner of your eye, Adam shift, where he's sitting slightly, head t- turning to the side to look up at you a little bit. You're all like Peter Pan. We all need shadows. Ivy stays crouched low. Her hands are gripped into fists. Her breath is coming very shallowly. She tries to like zero in on Caleb the way that she doesn't usually do Predator's gaze. And she just says, Sawyer, let him go. Sawyer's feet are probably slipping against the rock, pushing with all his might against Caleb. No! And I'll squeeze tighter and try to regain my footing and continue to push. I have one objective, and it is to save my brother. And if Ivy is standing in front of him, then I'm going to get her out of the way. You watch as, because he still has like these weird, like outlined, almost like sparkling, like weird eyes that don't look quite like eyes on either side of this weird, like shadow smoke sort of looking like wolf muzzle. And you watch as they dart towards you and then like two more, two more, two more, two more appear. And there's all of these weird little eyes that are like gazing at you. Uh, And he is going to open up his mouth and you you'd expect you can you feel like they're trying like he's trying to say something like he's trying to tell you something but the only sound that comes out is like if the snap of a match catching on a box was amplified by 20 he's going to lurch his arm forward try and grab onto your face and shove you out of the way it's another lash out physically roll it's a seven you see the front paw of this wolf dart out can i at the last second attempt to push myself off of Caleb and try and shield Ivy. So Caleb's, the front paw of this wolf reaches out, claws extended to swipe Ivy to the side. And all of a sudden these claws are tearing through the skin of Sawyer's face as Sawyer is thrown to the ground, just bleeding from the side of his cheek that's been ripped open by these claws. And you're gonna take two harm. Whenever Sawyer is flung to the side, this creature is still snarling madly at 
ivy and then all of the eyes like transfix instead on the like tumbling tossed body of sawyer and ivy you would hear this little no 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 like start to come out and it's it's in, in between these like weird like puffs of smoke that are starting to billow and wisp off of where his mouth is and the creature you hear again this snapping crunching sound it's like logs being torn in half and like burnt asunder by fire as this creature instead abandons what it was doing and charges after Sawyer and the smoke starts to melt away from Caleb and the form starts to shrink and there are these pained gasps and cries as it happens as well because it's so quick it's too fast it's not meant to be a transformation that happens in that speed but it's like something grabbed on to Caleb that was still inside of there and shook him up enough to break it but he becomes Caleb again and probably looks really harried and really out of sorts and there's still this like lingering like scent of like burning fire and charcoal bits of wisps of smoke that are coming off of him but it's him again this form this like mask that comes on it still needs a physical form to kind of inhabit while understanding that a physical mortal form cannot contain it and that's why it is like very abstract in a way and it creates shapes like a muzzle because if my face were to actually transform like that like i'd lose all my teeth it, it still needs like a figure in place, like a like a stock wire skeleton that's in there though, to be able to support the body to some degree. It's not as big as the creature appears, but I feel like my pants are probably a little torn up. My shirt is tattered in a weird way, like specifically like it's like it rode up and bunched around the arms so the like the sleeves would be like split open and probably like the uh like the collar would be like stretched and split sawyer would after having skidded on the ground and would be clasping the open wound and first thing immediately looking at how much blood is coming out of his face and his hands looking past caleb in mid de-transformation towards ivy Adam has watched through whatever lens is across his eyes right now, this entire debacle, and towards Sawyer and Caleb, he just throws a, aw, isn't that so sweet? And then his head rears back up to focus on Ivy, and he says, it would be so easy. You could just give in. Ivy, who is already in kind of a feral mode, predator mode. You watch as any remaining color in her face drains out. Her freckles look almost fake, like they couldn't exist on skin like that. And her pupils first contract to pinpoints and then blow wide so you can't see any of the gray. And her breath is coming very fast and shallow and she is clinging to the rock behind her as her gaze is just fixed on the blood coming down Sawyer's face. She hasn't fed in so long and all of the stress and all of the fear of the past few hours has completely drained her. The headache that was blinding her before is now turning into something else. It's a pressure almost unbearable. She doesn't even really hear Adam when he speaks to her. 
there's a, a dark like bog almost around the edges of her vision. She's so focused on Sawyer. She knows that Caleb is there and that he really only registers as a threat or a potential threat, not even as her friend. And after she watches one long stream fall down Sawyer's neck onto his shirt, she kind of forgets why she was holding on to this rock wall to begin with and in one jump launches herself directly at him. Sawyer in that moment that he knew he knew what would happen as soon as blood would start dripping and he releases his hand from the clasp on his on his wound which probably from releasing after putting pressure a squirt of more blood comes from his cheek and he goes and starts to reach for the dart gun behind his back but thinks and in this in a brief moment i want to ask you kenzie would i be able to tell from what i've seen of ivy this night if she had not if she was not if she had not fed in a while i think that you are aware of ivy's bad habits of not taking care of herself and I think that it at some point became so prevalent that it was just the new normal of, oh, she doesn't look great today. She probably should feed in the next couple of days. I So I think that this time around, it is extremely noticeable that she has just exhaustion written across her features, that she's been slower in her movements, that it has felt like in conversation with her, she's checked out sometimes, like she's not fully present. So I think you have an understanding that while she's not as strong as she usually is at this point, she's also that's also makes it worse. However, in that moment that I, I realized this, I also am keen to the possibilities of what could go wrong because of her not feeding. So instead of moving my hand towards the dart gun, I will attempt to put it onto the ground and roll as much as I can in a direction behind Caleb. I would also like to just point out for you that the dart in your gun is Wolfsbane. Ah, okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna try and stop her, but I don't know if I can. As you literally see, almost like a blur through the air, Ivy launch herself towards Sawyer, whom you are kind of bending over. Um, what, is, what step do you take to try to prevent? I was trying to figure out how to stop blood, not thinking about Ivy behind us, but just thinking about Sawyer bleeding so much in front of me. I was trying to put my hands on his face like that could staunch the flow in some way, but it just means I have blood on my hands now. And I do have enough reasoning still to be able to hear her approaching and my head like swivels around and you just see like the, the frantic, like harried look of my eyes wide over my shoulder as ivy you're rushing forward i hear and feel sawyer rolling away from me trying to get some more distance from ivy approaching and something in the back of my head kicks in says meat shield yeah that's what you are and so i'm going to rush ivy and i'm going to try and jam my forearm into her mouth sawyer rolls around behind you and you stand up to face this form rushing you and you try to meet her and with your hand that is just covered in blood because it was the claw that you used in your werewolf form to lash out 
you shove it in front of Ivy. And Ivy, you see this now being offered right in front of you. Yeah, so I, without even really taking a beat, grab Caleb's hand and press it against my face and kind of almost like roll and like take him down with me. Like before we even hit the ground, I'm already fangs into his palm and I'm feeding. And with my other hand, I am like grasping the hair right at the nape of his neck to like hold him steady. The boys have not seen Ivy feed like this in a long time, if if ever. This has been one of the longest times she's ever been without blood. And again, the stress of the whole day has made her like beyond feral. She's making these like deep growling noises at the back of her throat and her eyes are so blown that they just look black but you can almost see like within even a few seconds of feeding like the breath like coming into her body and like the strength returning to her hands which makes her a lot harder to get away from she like can't see what's going on even she's so focused on the rush of the blood back into her body the headache is gone the fluttering heartbeat is gone and replaced by the this like hard pounding strong heartbeat and this overwhelming feeling of well-being and rightness and lightness and intimacy just overwhelms her she's kind of almost like laying backwards on top of Caleb like Caleb's on the ground and she's almost like in the circle of his arms in a way but she is like pinning him down backwards with like the force of her body I would like to get Mads to talk about what this is like because if I remember Ivy tried once I'm the only one of the group of us when we were growing up that did not have a successful ivy feed moment and it's weird too like being older now and having those past fears and Caleb always being kind of uncomfortable around the topic of ivy feeding like there was this unspoken tension that just ivy did not talk about it when Caleb was there after what happened when they were really 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 young but watching this happen especially right after coming out of my darkest self there's like an understanding like a kinship almost that this is a part of who she is just like my thing is me and she can't control it but she's still in there somewhere and it's okay that she does this because she's still in there somewhere and if I can snap out of it then so can she Ivy can't see me right now. There's this like that weird like glassiness to her eyes. Her pupils are so dilated that even though I can tell that she's starting to regain some of herself that I know that she can't really she's not present with me right now. So I just let her go and I let her feed and I can take it. I can take it more than my brother can and I can take it more than Sawyer can. So I let her go. I let her have it. And then when I think it's starting to get to a point where I start to hear this kind of like whooshing in my ears and my vision starts to fog just a little bit around the sides, I don't try and like retch my hand back. I don't try to pull it out from her because I know it's just going to startle her more. I'm going to sort of weakly like lean up with my other arm and I am going to try and brush some of the hair out of her face and sort of cup the side of her face and say, Ivy, Ivy, that's enough. Ivy, you need to, you need to stop. That's enough. Come back to me. I'd like to lash out physically. Sawyer lifts his head after stopping his roll 
and sees Ivy has pinned Caleb and he thinks back to the stick throw and how he missed and scrambles to find a stone. There are plenty. And would like to steady himself on his knees and attempt to throw a stone at Ivy in an attempt to like knock her out of the tunnel vision. Okay, I think that it would probably take a 10 to knock her out of this thing completely, but jar her possibly. So roll me uh, a lash out physically. I got a nine. So I'm going to say Ivy takes one harm. Sawyer, out of these three choices, what are you thinking? Ivy, you can get a string. Ivy, you hear in your ear Caleb's plea to stop that it's been enough. And then crack across your temple is a rock, a stone, leaving that like almost like rug burn look but it is actual like it has ripped skin as it like skids across that in itself in caleb's words kind of jars you back to your senses and you immediately find sawyer kneeling on the ground arms still extended from chucking this rock at you I have a a mechanic for my skin where if I feed on someone for the first time, we both gain experience, so... This should definitely count since it was the first successful time it's happened. I'm going to heal one harm previously suffered, and I choose they don't die. Sawyer is sweating profusely in this moment, and eyes, like, dilated. There's heavy chest breaths, but... There's a a strange level of almost confidence in his choice that if you, when you look deeper into him and you see the furrowing of his brows beyond that confidence, you gain the insight that although he is your best friend, he is terrified of you. My head like gets whipped around as the rock rips across my face and by the time I've already turned my head back to Sawyer the wound is already closing up and covering itself up. There's just one drop of blood on my temple. By the time I have thrown Caleb to off to the side and I stand up chest heaving pupils still blown and I stare at my best friend and how scared he is of me. And I look behind me at Adam. Adam is still sitting against the basin well, and it looks like the black sludge has started moving and like climbing over the edge and like curving over, like vines trying to get nearer to him. But he's twitching on the ground. And it seems like it almost kind of looks his face like he had a stroke. One side is completely slack with the black eye. And the other side just has creases of fear. And his eye is clear. And you see that one of his hands is shaking and trying to reach into his pocket. I look over my shoulder back at Sawyer and just say, Fuck you. And without looking at him again, I rush back to Adam, kneel next to him and like move his head to try to like look directly at me. He blinks. All of these like senses are like very strong for me right now. It's almost like I'm high and this is very scary. But um, all of these other things that were like I wasn't noticing before, I'm I'm now really noticing. Um, And it's horrifying to me. I can like feel the pulse under his skin and how erratic it is. And I just say, Adam, Adam, Caleb, can you, we have, something's going on with Adam. We have to, he blinks head kind of like lolling back and forth within your hand and the one clear eye kind of focuses on you and he goes 
Ivy? Ivy notices that's like his real voice and immediately starts to cry. Ivy, can you help? Can you yeah. help me get what you... in my pocket? Yeah, sure. And she reaches her hand into his pocket. And you feel around and you feel a small baggie. I pull it out. It has four pills in it with little skulls on them. How how many are you? I think just one. I think just one. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. And I, I, I take one out and you would think my hands would be shaking, but they're not. And I just put one on his tongue. He swallows hard. Like, it's really hard to go down. But he does, and he closes his eyes, and he leans his head back against where you're holding him. And he takes a deep but stuttering breath in, and then he's just silent. Ivy's eyes search his face, and she presses her forehead against his eyes locked on his face, will not look away until she sees him move. Adam, what's, what's going on? There's a long beat, pause, he swallows again, and both of his eyes open this time, clear, but looking clear as they're his eyes now, but just looking kind of dazed. It's the only thing that makes it go away. But it, it's, it's gone away now? Can't hear it right now, so I think so. How long does it last? Only as long as the high, but it's not working as well anymore. I need more, a lot of it sometimes. Ivy is looking so deep into his eyes that she can like see herself reflected back. She sees her face just covered in blood. His brows furrow. Did I hurt you? No, no, you didn't. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm fine. And she keeps her hands on either side of his face and her forehead still pressed against his. And she gives him like a quick kiss and pulls away. No, I'm not, I'm not hurt. I'm just worried about you. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing and it was stupid. Don't worry about it. She looks back at Sawyer and Caleb. We're gonna, we're gonna help you, okay? His head kind of moves as much as it can and he sees the two other boys just kind of nods. And I need uh, April to mark experience for Ivy, but Adam also gains a string on you. As Ivy and Adam are having this conversation and it's kind of coming in and out i'm recovering now after being like tossed aside like a rag doll and still coming back from like blood loss kind of coming back to myself i sit up a little bit too fast in this harried like oh no things are happening i hear distantly like ivy like saying like caleb we need to do something and i needed and so i i like jostle myself up and then i start like my vision the spots start to clear and i can see her and adam speaking in very low tones and i know that i don't need to rush over there right away i need to soon but not right now instead i start to i stumble to my feet and kind of trip over myself trying to get over to Sawyer. Sawyer, Sawyer, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm so sorry. I, I, I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. I'm, I'm fine. Are you, are you, are you sure? You're, you're bleeding still. Wait, wait. And I'm gonna, this, this night that started off with me wearing this stuffy little terrible dress shirt that I hate so much. I'm going to like unbutton it the rest of the way and try and wad it up so that I can hold it over Sawyer's face. Try and like blot some of the blood away. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that wasn't supposed to happen. I'm sorry. There's something in Adam. There's something in him. This, did you see it? Did you see it? Sawyer grabs the shirt and just like pushes it and presses it against the wound. And I don't know if it's losing consciousness or just exhausted, but just falls back, catches himself and looks at you. We said that we needed to stick together. So I'm fine. Go check on Adam. No, 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 no. You're not, you're not fine. Don't, don't lie to me. You're not, 
That's stupid. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Caleb, go check on Adam. Turn around. I look back at Sawyer, and there's this intent in my eyes. You see that I want to do anything but leave your side right now. Sawyer looks down and looks back up, and there's like a very forced but classic sort of awkward Sawyer smile. It's fine. I'm fine. And I'd like to use my move. Uh, sympathy is my weapon. And um, and excuse and forgive you, but take a string on Caleb. There's this like kind of like this sadness in the like downward tilt of his brows, and this look on his face that's like he's serious, he's blunt, and he's snarky, and he's all these things. But you remember when he wasn't that harsh, and he was a little softer, and he just wanted to please people so badly. And there's a moment that he gets this sort of little dopey look in his eyes, these puppy dog eyes. It's the only way that I can think to say it kind of like clicks his tongue against the roof of his mouth and then I'm gonna turn away and stumble over to where Ivy and Adam are before Caleb gets to us um with Ivy like still so close to Adam's face she says Adam may I ask you something yeah yeah did you really see my dad kill Ryan he looks directly into your eyes with as much focus as he can muster and he says I didn't want you to find out so sorry, Ivy. I didn't want you to find out at all, ever. But if it helps at all, I don't don't think he was really there when it happened. I, I don't think that it was him. I, I think something else was making him. Well, not like not like that. Not like whatever. What do you mean? I've gotten it. It was just like I've seen you all feed before, and this was nothing like I'd ever seen before in my life. It was terrifying and vicious and unnecessarily violent. And he was like a beast. Ivy gently detaches herself from him but still close enough that only he can hear she's like yeah get it i'm like that too oh no no yeah we are look at your brother and i stand up and right as caleb kind of reaches us and i flinch away from him but then meet caleb's eyes and say show him your hand stumbling over it looks like i'm about to open my mouth to say something i go why is he okay? Is the thing? Is it still in him? Is it still there? Look at you. What? I'm fine. You can barely even stand up, and Sawyer, you're all so much better off without me. What are you talking about? I've you being dumb. You're all so afraid of me, and all I do is hurt you and feed on you and take from you, and she like covers her face with her hands, and you're all so much better off without me. Ivy, Ivy, Jesus. She pushes Caleb aside and runs out of the cave. You turn to run out and you see Gabriel standing in the exit of the room, the place where you had entered. And he looks crestfallen, sad, yet understanding and and is doing his best to try to welcome you back. And he says, come here, my love. Ivy stands stock still, her hands and fists at her sides, and she says, How long have you been here? She kind of like jerks her chin up and she says, Was it you? No. Good to know. And then with all of her freshly fed speed and strength, she rushes past him and into the dark. Gabriel watches her go, takes in a deep breath and lets it out, and looks back to all of you and says, Well, I don't expect you to forgive I expect you understand that this is just another secret to keep. 
and he turns and he leaves as well. He he mutters something under his breath that's indiscernible, but all that can be made out from it is like, fucking splitting the party, Jesus Christ, you're not supposed to. Adam, Adam, are, are you... I'm gonna stumble the rest of the way over to my brother. Oh, this is like the worst head rush in the world. Is this what it feels like? Is this what you guys do? Whatever the... Puts his arm up against your shoulder and says, <laughs> She never fed that much on me at a time. I'm gonna like sit down, just like plop down next to where he is. I think this is all my fault. You're so fucking <laughs> stupid. Kind of looks over at you and there's like a small smile on his face that you haven't seen from him in a long time. And he still looks like he's high. And he just says, <laughs> I, I mean, I I think that, yeah, yeah, I, I'm fucking stupid. I try to cuff him on the shoulder, just, but it's like so half-hearted and I'm still like so, <laughs> the blood loss has taken the, the oomph out of me. The, the combined like turning into a terrifying creature, getting scared out of it, and then the blood loss. I'm just, I'm so weak right now that it's barely just a like, shove against him. How, how long? How long have you been like this? Oh, um, was it was it after was it after me? Was it when I came home? Yeah. Fuck. I was just really lost and I found something I shouldn't have. You you could have you could have found me. Why didn't you find me? I was scared too. You know this wasn't for me. This was for you. I don't want this. I was scared, Adam, and you wouldn't even look at me. And now this this thing is it talked to me. It said it was happy to meet me finally. What is it? I, I don't know. The shadow. It doesn't have a name. At least it never told me its name. But it made a lot of promises that I needed. It doesn't matter if you didn't want it, Caleb. It does. It felt like you stole it right out from under me. And everything that I thought that I was just disappeared. Yeah, well, everything that I thought that I was got chained down. I know what this means. I know what it meant to you. I know, and I know that me not wanting it doesn't make it better and it doesn't give it to you instead. I can't give it to you or I would. I would have given it to you. I lost my brother when I got this. It's the shittiest trade-off in the world. It sucks. Well, you know what, Caleb? Maybe you should talk to it. What? Because maybe it could promise you to switch places. What are you talking about? That's what you want. You're speaking fucking nonsense. Why is that nonsense? You didn't actually talk to it. You don't know what it could do. Do you see what it's doing? I think that's, that's what it is. And he points down into, like, the basin. He pokes his finger into your chest. You don't want that bad enough to do what it takes to get it. So learn to live with it, okay? Because you act like this thing that makes our family, this thing that other people would die for, this thing that feels like an inheritance that I don't get. You act like it's some sort of curse you're inflicted in. Just learn to use it. That's what I would have done. Yeah, well, I'm not you, Adam. Yeah, I think that's clear. Fuck you. I'm gonna try and stumble back to my feet. I start to walk away from him, and I turn around. I know you're still in there, and I know you can hear me, and I'm gonna fucking rip you out of him if it's the last thing that I do, okay? He relaxes back on against the stone, his head hitting it. Do your best, Caleb, because nothing I've done is worked. I just scoff, shake my head. I start to walk away. I stop just a bit away from where Sawyer is. Are you coming or what? Sawyer has been getting to his feet and stopped and just listened to that. And his face is beat red and his eyes are wallowing up a little bit. Yeah, let's get out of here. You know, with my non-bloodied shirt hand, just reach for Caleb's hand. With my non-bloodied 
hand hand i'll take your hand and when we walk out i just want to turn around and look at adam and have this overwhelming feeling that i've almost i don't know if i've ever had before at adam which is i am disgusted and i'll keep walking with caleb as you walk out of this, you enter the stone hallway that leads out of this cave structure, and all you hear is the slow water trickles, your feet, and Caleb, I think you can hear the beating of your hearts as you walk out. After you darted past Gabriel, you sped past the rest of your parents too, who were still walking out. And you find that even though the entrance when you had come in had like closed behind you, it is open now. So you are free to pass out of it. And you see Wyatt and Kai are still standing sentinel as you pass. And where does Ivy head? At this point, not even a cute girl can get to Ivy. <laughs> Rushes past the adults and everyone that's standing guard and, and just like runs. At some point, she kicks off her shoes and she just keeps running and she can like feel Caleb's blood in her body and she just feels this overwhelming self-hatred, this like bile in the back of her throat that tastes like her friend and she runs as fast as she can, so fast that she like barely touches the ground and eventually she reaches like a road and like barefoot just kind of like feels the concrete under her feet catches her breath a bit it is at this point like the middle of the night and you've come out of the forest onto a road that kind of runs between two like tree so like on each side of the road are two uh trees that are all part of one forest and the sky is pretty clear the moon shining down, giving enough light to see, though you wouldn't have much trouble anyway. And you kind of feel a little prickle on your skin and it stops you and you whip around and standing closer to the tree line, looking unperturbed that you saw her not really concerned about trying to hide, is just Kai with her hands stuffed into her front pockets, just looking at you, watching you. Ivy realizes suddenly that she still has blood on her face but instead of wiping it off in shame a strange smile comes over her face and she just says hey do you want to get out of here she steps forward closer to you and says i was gonna end up wherever you were anyway so ivy steps into her personal space and looks up into her eyes and takes one of her hands and like touches Kai's fingers to some of the blood on her own face and says, this doesn't scare you. I've seen a lot worse than a little vamp lose themselves. Ivy grins and immediately goes to kiss her, goes to make out with her. You roll, you roll um, to turn someone on. I got a 10. <laughs> well, first off you gain a string on Kai you roll a 10. You kind of step forward and make the move to like get up on your tiptoes to kiss her and she places her hand on your chest and gives you a little shove until she has you pressed pinned against a tree 
And she says, this feels like a conflict of interest on my end. Ivy wraps her hand around Kai's wrist and moves her hand up from her chest to Ivy's own throat. You don't seem that conflicted. She doesn't break the stoic visage that she's had this whole time, but there is a slight curve to her brow. I take my job pretty seriously, but then again, my job was to watch you, and that could mean a lot of things. Ivy just grins. She like hooks her free hand through one of Kai's belt loops and like pulls her hips towards her. And she says, I mean, you can watch if you want, but I'd rather you participate. As her hips kind of bump into yours, she gets closer and her lips are right by your ear. And there is a low little throaty growl that you hear. And she says, you have a lot of pent up energy. And you feel a wet tongue lick up the blood on your cheek. At this point, Ivy takes her free hand and like hooks it back at the base of her neck. And she says, yeah, I do. Can you help me out with that? And like tilts her face so that they can kiss. If you can be a good listener. Ivy smiles and their mouths are like so close that Kai more so like feels the smile than sees it. And she just says, okay, I'll listen and kisses her. She kisses you back, presses you firmly into a tree. And then at one point like flips you around so that your front is pressed against the tree and her chest is pressed into your back. And she says, wow. I didn't think any of you would be this needy. So Ivy's usually pretty used to being in control in these situations. And not just in control, but like the power dynamics are always in her favor. But for some reason, this with Kai is exactly what she wanted right now. Someone she can like lose, not lose control with, but someone that she can hand over the control too and she grabs Kai's hand and pulls it around to her front and sticks it down her pants she's like can't help it and it feels like Kai has had all the experience of always being in control of whatever situation she finds herself in and this is no different and she seems to have no problem in the middle of the night fucking you against a tree in the woods oh yeah she eventually pulls back and away from you well (laughs) It was really nice to meet you. I hope we can agree on that now. You think you're still too tightly wound. Maybe I still need your help. What are you doing tomorrow? I live in an in-between. I don't really know if this is something I can promise. Ivy kind of is still leaning against the tree, but she takes a step or two forward. They're not touching, but they're close. And she kind of like shrugs. She says, that's fine. How about you promise me you'll think about it? that you'll think about me. Oh, I didn't mean that I wouldn't see you again. Oh, no worries then. She kind of like shakes her head and realizes that for a moment just kind of how weird it all is. And she's like, I mean, I don't like even live around here. No, but I'll be around a lot more often seeing as you all need keeping eyes on and I picked or was allotted maybe not the worst job. Yeah, you're doing a pretty good job, I would say. Definitely a gold star for me. Well, you can uh, go along to wherever you were planning on. I was, I'll 
be... Oh, it sounds so stalkerish now that I'm saying it out loud. What, you'll be watching me? Close behind? It's what I was going to say. Yeah, well, I didn't really have any plans. Just running right to you, I guess. I think it was the other way around. Mm. We can walk if you want. Yeah, I'd like that. She stuffs her hands into her pockets and kind of, like, with her shoulders, like, starts walking um, toward the road and waits for you to catch up and walks next to her. I have to go home, don't I? I don't think you can keep running from it. If it makes you feel any better, we all thought they were stupid. Not just your dads, but a whole lot of them for keeping you guys in the dark for so long. I mean, no one expected the barrier to start coming down, but the rest of it? Yeah. I shouldn't know more about you than you do. I definitely wouldn't like that if it was in reverse. And she kind of looks at you out of the corner of her eyes with a smirk on her face. Like, she knows that she's being secretive and sort of mysterious and is, like, knows that that's what she does. Ivy meets her, like, side eye. Jesus, what do you know about me? She, like, shoves her hands even farther into her pockets. Well, know your birthday. I know that you and your friends used to play a little game of bite me. I know that that one kid is still holding a hard place in your heart to be lost from. Ivy starts out kind of smiling at the birthday, and by the time Kai gets to talking about Adam, Ivy won't look at her. Yeah, well, there's people aren't really fair to him, you know? And I'm, I'm not defending him. I'm sick as hell of doing that, but he's not scared of me, you know? kind of realizes that that's intense to say and for a second is almost embarrassed but then she kind of considers Kai who is actually like has her finger like like weirdly like wiping her tongue and she says werewolves taste very weird yeah <laughs> they do it's like um burnt marshmallow or like matchsticks when you put out a candle with your fingers if you were to like you know and she like takes one of kai's hands and like sucks on the forefinger and thumb if you were to like do that that's what it tastes like she does it and she just looks at her fingers and she's like no that just still tastes like you ivy is enamored with this person ivy looks up at her she just goes you're you're not afraid of me either well like i said before Ivy, like, kind of looks at her with one eyebrow raised. Why aren't you? What are you? She kicks the toe of her shoes against the pavement. A watcher, a guard. Like I said, I, I live in an in-between. My whole job is to make sure that this place doesn't fall to ruin, doesn't get encroached on by whatever else is out there. Sure, but I feel like you're being intentionally vague. You know a lot about me, you said. I know this one thing about you. My people have been on this land for as long as I can remember. We were here before you, and we'll be here long after. And we protected this place before your dad swooped in and decided to help. We didn't need it, but they're charming. They are that. And we didn't stop them from creating this town, this place of prosperity that they wanted to make into some sort of weird utopia. But none of us really knew how the well worked, and we were all just playing a guessing game back then. We're protectors. My grandfather is still. I'm one now. I feel it in my bones. This land is sacred, and 
deserves to be brought back into its natural being. And that means keeping watch at the gate, the barrier, stopping whatever's coming in from coming in. Ivy takes all of this in, notices how pretty she looks talking about these things, and for some reason she gets this little pit of dread. Kai, are you human? Not in the sense that all the people running around your little town are, if that's what you mean, but not necessarily the way you are or Caleb is either. We were something bigger once. A lot of it's been lost. Will you tell me about it? She eyes you, narrows her eyes. Maybe one of these days. I'll take that. It's a long family story and we don't know each other that well. It's true. I would like to get to know you better. Kind of don't have any friends anymore, so I'll be available whenever you can see me, want to see me. I'm not really sure what the determining factor is here. I was supposed to watch from a distance, but I failed that pretty quickly. Wow, you really are my stalker, huh? To the point of where my next sentence is going to be the worst one yet. How about every night you look out your window and if you see me in your backyard, we can have a chat? Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's creepy, by the way. You should. Like, I'm going to do it anyway, because I'm, I'm not doing this to be creepy, but it is still creepy. I'm doing it because I'm supposed to be extra protection for you and your house, but um, it still sounds creepy, so you should be a little creeped out about it. This is not some, like, Prince Charming knight in shining armor debacle. Ivy laughs so hard throughout this entire explanation. And it just feels like this huge, like, weight kind of lifts just slightly off of her. <laughs> and she says, no, like, I, I get it, I know, but I still don't think it is. And, and I would love to talk to you, so I'll be looking. I guess we'll see how this goes. Sawyer and Caleb get not even halfway through this tunnel before your parents have encroached on you, just completely wrapped you up. Ellie is hands fluttering about your face, Sawyer, trying to figure out how to stop the blood, sees the just bloody shirt. Caleb, your parents see the tattered clothes and can pretty much guess what happened and are not looking at you with like fear, but more of apprehension as to at least their knowledge, this is the first time that you have fully transformed. And your mom kind of looks behind you and says, where's Adam? Adam is, I look at Sawyer. He's gonna catch up. Yeah, he he's gonna catch up. Your mom looks to your dad and they share a look and then your dad nods and walks behind you back towards the big cavern. Sweetheart, sweetheart, what happened to you? And your dad says, Looking straight at Caleb, I can take a pretty good guess. Dad. Am I wrong? Can we just go home? He takes in a deep breath, jaw clenched, forces a smile. Yeah, you know what? We've all talked a lot tonight. We've all said a lot of things. We've all seen a lot of things. I think maybe we should just all sleep on it. How's everybody else feel about that? Bast is nowhere to be seen. Gabriel looks kind of lost without him and says, That's fine. I have to go. I looked to my parents. I Ivy came out before us. Did, did you see her? Well, as much as you can see of a incredibly fast individual, yes. Felt her more like it. Okay. I won't ask you now, but we're going to want you to tell us what happened in there. Okay. Okay. 
you hear footsteps and you see your dad, arms under Adam's shoulders, like helping walk him out. And he says, Sharon, can you maybe pull the car up to the entrance? And you all see the face of Wyatt kind of peer in the front and he has a hand on the edge of the cave. Everybody doing all right in there? I can see obviously not. It was a, a rhetorical question. There's just like a against the blood of the shirt and it kind of like leaks on from like sweat and like like sweaty blood through my between my the cracks of my fingers we're doing fine well whatever this venture ended up being i think it ended up being the opposite of what you had intended you wanted to be different we are well there's only one person here with claws that can do that damage and your other friend came careening out of here just a few minutes ago doesn't seem like it's much different the fighting continues as it always had it's going to be a detriment to all of you to this town to this place you don't know anything son i know a lot but you don't know us well if you think that i should think about this any differently would love to hear it but what i'm looking at right now is what i've seen forever i would love to see it be different i would i think all this is pretty stupid i think all this is rules made up by people who wanted to exert some sort of control and i think we have big things to concern ourselves with did you find in there how to fix it because i can smell it from here and it smells rotten Look at Sawyer, look at my parents, look at the hooks. We don't know how to fix it, but we're going to figure out a way to. Just give us some time. We're always on the front lines. We'll hold it off as long as we can. But I'm worried from how things have been going that we're going to be overpowered sooner rather than later. This is a big weight. I'm not ignorant of that. It's a big weight on all of us. You're not the only youngins dealing with this. What do you mean? Well, Kai's not the only one. So Kai is like... And I, like, look at Sawyer. Sawyer's kind of wincing now. The adrenaline has sort of cleared and the stinging has started to rise. It's not just me out here. It's not just Kai out here. Sawyer just side-eyes Caleb. There's got to be an army to protect this place. We're it. Look, respectfully, maybe not. We don't really know what's going on. I, like, cast a sideward glance to my parents and, like, stiffen my jaw a little bit and look back to him. We thought we were alone. Until today. So if you want to fill us in, if you, I look at my parents and then at the hooks, want to fill us in, anything would be nice right now. Or else we can continue to talk in circles, repeat past mistakes. Wyatt looks to everybody, giving everybody a few seconds of a look, of a glance. It's always been foolish to keep secrets, but I was never one to step in between a parent and their kid. So I'm just going to say now that I'm not going to be the one to do it this time either. You are going to have to tell them sooner or later what you know completely. And I know you don't know everything because I don't know everything. And I know a lot of this is still a mystery. There are things out there that we've never encountered before. But whatever you do know that you're not sharing with one another, that's going to come around. And that's going to be your fault in the end. And I'm not willing to lose my home, the place my family has lived for generations. Because some weird pride you have in your wealth and your status it's flimsy enough to begin with but it means nothing in the face of anything that matters now so how about everybody just get over themselves a little bit that sound good you're important i'm not saying you're not you can wield that for good instead of petty things not to interrupt all of this wonderful discussion oh my god baby we have to get you to the hospital or something we gotta fix that up you're gonna lose yeah it's starting to okay okay come on come on come on come on and your mother tries to usher you as fast as you can walk out 
I'd like to turn and just look at Caleb as subtly as I can and just give a little, like, wink. I look like I'm about to step forward and try and, like, intervene or follow or something. And then whenever you do that, it's not it's not the serious look that he's adopted for himself, the know-it-all. It's not the dopey puppy eyes. It's a quick furrow of the brow and a set in his jaw and a determination in his eyes that laser focus in on you for a minute and he seems much older than he is for a minute and then like that it's kind of gone he looks a little confused for a second you are all ushered out by your parents out of the cave you watch as Wyatt does the same thing as he did to open it to close it behind you all as you come out and the last thing he says before you all get back into your cars to go home or go to the hospital to to get stitches in your face is that and there should be the most important thing to all of us. It gives this place life. All I want is for us all to be on the same page to heal it. I'm sure I'll see y'all sooner than I want to. And he has a little smile on his face and he bows his head and walks off into the dark forest as you all climb into the car. Adam is, his skin is dirty and tear streaked. Sawyer's is full of blood, and Caleb, you're still a little light-headed from Ivy's feeding, but you all climb into the car into small spaces full of tension of the unknown of future conversations that are going to be hard to have, and you drive off away from the heart of Wildmore. And now, it is time for Queer Call. Queer Call is the point in the show where we give a special shout out to those listeners who have helped us out a little extra by becoming patrons. So, let's give it up for our new patrons. Rachel C., Sky R., Jason D., Jordan V., and Michael E. Thank you all so much for your support. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to support our show, you can become a patron at patreon.com queerpg. Becoming a patron allows you access to our exclusive after show, where the cast talks about character insights and their own reactions to the episode, as well as a plethora of other perks. If you like the show, remember to rate and review. And to keep up with QueerPG, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at QueerPGPod, and on Tumblr at tumblr.com queerpg. Until next time!